0: welcome back guys for episode 34 yes far. <laughs> i never know what episode it is i did it last week too yeah. i was like 33
1: 33 yes
0: 33 <laughs> anyway so we are doing video recordings now mm-hmm. unfortunately video doesn't upload to everywhere yes uh, i tried mm-hmm. with spotify but we have to have a specific spotify account which is annoying uh, yeah i
1: can see that
0: so i'm just going to upload them to YouTube. So, if people want to see us, Mm -hmm. and then we can do little clips on our Insta and stuff like that. Yep. So people can actually see us work.
1: Right? It's fun. Diana has been working so hard at everything and making TikToks and stuff and expanding our presence on social media, our profiles. I'm so grateful of course and i am going to get on the bandwagon and help you yes i promise good
0: (laughs) work i know and it's fine am i right the software that i found is amazing for editing you still have to edit obviously but it's not the nightmare it was with audacity
1: (sighs) audacity was a fucking audacity yeah it had a lot of audacity that's probably
0: why they named it that (laughs) (laughs)
1: probably yep
0: yep i'm so excited editing with this thing it's just
1: amazing i've watched it i've watched diana do it and shows like sentences of everything we say
0: yeah it transcribes as yeah, we're talking it
1: transcribes exactly it's so cool isn't it yeah it's so cool
0: now you guys get to watch me drink my wine
1: yeah. i'm sure you
0: can hear it through the episode <laughs> when i stop mm-hmm, and it sounds muffled it's me taking a sip of wine
1: yeah so how's your week my week is so far Mm-hmm. It's just Tuesday. Right. <laughs> How was your week last week? <laughs> my last, my week last week was great. I want to say what I always say. It was really busy. Yep. But I always feel so stupid saying that. But it was really good. I'm learning so much in my new career in mm-hmm. these trades. And my scope of work is expanding. My week was great
0: with your work you're an apprentice right you yeah. knew it was going to be busy
1: oh for sure it's for sure. a
0: learning curve the yeah. whole
1: <laughs> yeah the whole thing right yeah. yeah but it's like way more than i even expected mm-hmm. and of course my expectations were my expectations because i didn't know what it all entailed the full scope of my work and then when i find out all of it and just like all of the details of everything and it's so detailed and it's a lot mm-hmm. it's a freaking lot and by the end of the day i'm just like yep I'm just done. Pooped. Done at the end of the day. (laughs) It was a great week. It went by really fast, which was nice at at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I love how busy this job is. I'm always on the go. I love that. We had so much fun Mm -hmm. at Hip Hop Night. Yeah. Yeah. It
0: was a good crowd.
1: It was great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The artists were amazing. Oh, yeah. They're all local artists. Mm -hmm. Not very well known, but you got to start somewhere. Exactly. They did very well.
1: Yes, they did. Yeah. All of them owned that stage. Yeah. They were so yeah. nice. And that one guy, was it Higher Knowledge? Oh, fuck. I, I can't it remember. think Higher Knowledge. Yeah.
0: He
1: was so amazing. The guy with the scarf? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I started following him yeah, on you our see, Insta. I yeah. seen
1: that. <laughs> I was like, yes, you yeah, found
0: him. Yeah, I did. So I started yeah. following him on our Insta. He was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was so nice. We got there early. The doors were opening at a certain time. Mm-hmm. So we got there. And there's nobody there. Yeah. I
1: figured we'd be hitting a lineup. (laughs) Yeah.
0: We were like, okay. So just before we got in, he was there. I Mm -hmm. I didn't realize he was one of the talent. And so we talked to him for a bit and then found out he's one of the talents. And I think he went on just before Jesse. I think it was. Yes, yeah. yeah.
1: Jesse is after him. Yeah.
0: Super nice guy. Yeah. Very, very talented.
1: Extremely. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed his music. I've been actually meaning to download it on Spotify. Yeah. Because I seen that you had followed him on our Instagram. Yeah. I was like, oh, I got to download his music. And then I got sidetracked. But when I remember talented.
0: his name, I will upload that. We'll let you guys know mm-hmm. because he is amazing. And even the other talent, like we'll list yes. off all of the talents. Yes, talent absolutely. Because they all were amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep
0: yeah it was a good night
1: it was a great night shout out to my boy great job jesse (laughs) you fucking killed it yeah you did fuck yeah Yeah, you did as usual as usual oh yeah and then we went down to the lower level of gotham yep after the whole hip-hop thing and that Mm -hmm. was fun yes it was yeah in the crowd and Mm -hmm. we got our on we got some of that before we came home yeah diana got to get some edm dancing out of her system yep yep it was good it was very good i just
0: can't help it it just makes me feel good it really does. Good. Yeah, I couldn't sleep last night. So I was up till Josh left for work. I'm trying to think around 6 or 7, 6.30, something like that. I was still awake, but I had my headphones on because I didn't want to wake him up. And I was just blasting EDM. That's how I roll. <laughs> so much fun. I can't even remember how long we were there for. It was
1: like 40 minutes or an hour, maybe a bit longer.
0: I would say I an hour. Remember?
1: Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Anyway. So let's hear about your week my week
0: was pretty uneventful lots of no sleep insomnia is horrible there was one day where three hours of fidgeting in bed and it was really hot in my room i had all my fans going of course mm-hmm. but it was still too hot anyway so nothing super eventful you know just no sleep trying to work animals animals that kind of stuff <laughs> yep animals yeah is there anything you want to bring up well, I'm going to be 45 in, what, 12 days?
1: Oh, yes. That was something else I wanted to talk nah. about. Yes. Was your party coming up?
0: Yeah, I'm going to be Very, yeah, your birthday. 45. Oh, uh, yeah. How is she? I, I, I actually feel pretty good about that. Oh. <laughs> so I picked up Josh from his work. I had some errands to run in town, and I was going to be driving by his work. So I figured I would pick him up, and his boss came out. And I've got my window down. I'm playing on my phone, and she looks at me smiling. And she's like, "Hi." I was like, "Hi, <laughs> hi." She's like, "You okay?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm just waiting for my son." She's like, "Ooh, who's your son?" And I said, "Josh." And she went, "What well, weren't you six when you had him?" <laughs> and then the next day, Josh told me that she said the same thing to him. Really? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, she gets that a lot." <laughs> mm-hmm. So I feel pretty she good does. about it. Yeah, yeah. She at does. the club when, when we were we, there. When
1: we go out anywhere, when. I'm not talking in front of my mic. Anywhere when we go out, a lot of times we actually get mistaken as sisters. Yeah. And yes, when she tells people her age, they're like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Show me your ID.
0: Yeah, we had a lot of that. Some of the girls that we were dancing with were younger than Josh. (laughs)
1: I'm
0: like, I could be your mother. Yeah. One of them, their mother was younger than me. (laughs) And she's like, my mother does not look like you. And I was like, well, thanks.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. all
0: So I'm not mad about that so yeah turning 45 me it's
1: just a number baby
0: totally it's just a number
1: age is just a fucking number
0: yep everything hurts for no reason now i think that's it i went first last week yeah i mean I was you the were by <laughs>
1: yourself <laughs>
0: so do you want to go first
1: sure sweet sorry i'm just writing down some titles titles for the episode i love the- this is what we do
0: i love the title i came up with in the last <laughs> know, episode right? There that's was a so few, good. yeah. There was a few, but then when that, when I read that line out loud, I was like, "That's
1: it, that's it, that's it, that's the one." Getting rid of all the other titles, <laughs> I was like, "That is my title, that's the one."
0: <laughs> that was funny.
1: It was great. That was a great episode Diana did, by the way, right guys?
0: That was my first video podcast, so I will be obviously uploading. But we have to advertise that because people don't know we're on YouTube now.
1: We're on YouTube now.
0: Yep, and. <laughs> All of the non video podcasts, I'm making them a video. It's not going to be video. It's just going to be our our logo. What?
1: You're amazing. Oh, thank you. You're y'all. amazing. Thank you I love you. I love you more. No, I love you more. Oh, my God. Okay, oh, sorry. Like, okay. I was
0: like, I'm looking for my arm. Oh.
1: <laughs> I love you. I just didn't
0: <laughs> want to knock anything <laughs> over either. <laughs> no, not with computers around. So I'm converting those to video yep. so that we can have all of them on YouTube. So yes, you're not going to be able to see us bantering back and forth yep. and you can hear it. And then moving forward, we're going to be recording video all the time. Yes, I think it's fun. It <laughs> I wasn't sure how it I was going to feel about recording in general. And yeah, then yeah. I was then like, "Video? I can't believe how comfortable I am doing it's
1: amazing. this. Amazing, Diana has it's some stage fright. I do
0: major, yeah, stage like fright. severe anxiety when it comes to this kind of stuff. And then we had talked about doing video and we didn't right away because we were like, holy fuck, editing audio file sucks ass. And mm-hmm. Now to edit a video, it's even worse. But with this software, pfft, a it's read. a piece of fucking cake. So I was like, okay, we can start doing video now. Yeah. So yeah, I was by myself and I thought I'm gonna, I mean, it was two o'clock in the morning when I finally started recording, but I wasn't sure I was going to feel about the video. But then I was super comfortable with that too. There you go so i'm so proud of her this podcast is taking me out of my comfort zone yes it is yeah it really is but i'm not uncomfortable
1: (laughs) that's good (laughs) yeah and great things never happen within our comfort zone yeah exactly
0: yeah so yeah i'm pretty pretty excited that i am comfortable in front of the camera now yeah you are and i'm super comfortable on the mic fuck yeah you are yep so who knows maybe one day maybe we can do it on stage but what i'll do i'll I'll blindfold myself and sit on the stage blindfolded blindfolded. and then i can't see anybody so my anxiety can fuck off (laughs) okay Okay. story time
1: story time story time yep crickets 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 Crickets. Crickets. oh righty ready Mm mm-hmm you ready I'm ready. All right. Sources are Wikipedia, historycollection.com, everythingeverywhere.com. Never heard of those two last months. I know, right? Hmm. Me neither. Hmm. I don't know. So I titled my story Two and a Half Decades. Trigger warning. For captivity, starvation, and psychological abuse, listener's discretion is strongly advised. Okay, Franz. For episode 34, I am writing about the tragic story of Blanche Monnier and her 25-year captivity carried out by her evil and selfish mother. Blanche Monnier was born on March 1st, 1849, in Poitiers, Vienne. Birthday in March, she was doomed from the start.
0: <laughs> March. Can fuck right off, apparently, according to Chantal. Can fuck right off. <laughs> it's can a fuck dumpster off. month.
1: <laughs> can fuck all the way off. It's worse. And it's finally over. <laughs> <Thank> God. <laughs> she had one brother, Marcel Monnier, and their parents were named Louise and Emile. They lived in a mansion on 21 rue de la Visitation. Emile was a director of an arts faculty. And when he passed away, he left a fortune for his wife and kids to live off. Blanche was an extremely beautiful woman and was flooded with suitors mm-hmm. from a young age basically every boy in the neighborhood wanted a piece of that victorian ass
0: well it might have been a nice ass but and she has money
1: yeah right well
0: how could they see her butt through all that clothes they probably couldn't yeah maybe maybe she showed an ankle oh right maybe she has some really nice
1: ankles maybe she does hang on i gotta write some titles down before i forget them (laughs) because i'm gonna forget them and i can't These are fucking gold so Blanche came from a French socialite and bourgeois family who were conservative and well-respected. Her mother, on the other hand, was a tyrant and all her good deeds and charitable donations were a ruse. Madame Monnier was anything but kind and generous. Blanche was getting to the ripe old age of 27 and needed to be married off and her mother did not approve of who she had fallen madly in love with.
0: 27, eh? What an old bitch. I know.
1: <laughs> I would be like a spinster at 30. You would be dead. I'd be dead. You'd be fucking dead. I
0: would be so dead.
1: <laughs> yeah. When you me a thing of the past. You old fossil. I am. You know, and me at 30. Oh, I'd be a spinster. Yeah. Yeah, especially so if you're funny. unmarried.
0: I know. How funny is that? It's
1: ridiculous. <laughs> I was saying to my coworker today, that I would have fucking hated to have been raised living in a Victorian mm-hmm. era, especially as a woman no thank you no thanks that is awful i'm good yeah right hard pass hard pass Hard pass. hard pass yep blanche was getting to the ripe old age of 27 and needed to be married off and her mother did not approve of who she had fallen madly in love with in 1876 she fell in love with a gentleman who was a bit older than her and he was a lawyer i cannot find his name anywhere mm-hmm. uh but apparently he was quite the catch
0: and how old was he did it say
1: i know i can't find his age anywhere his name anywhere He's
0: he's a slightly older so yeah, was he like on death <laughs> on his deathbed probably age 30 i
1: would say he's probably <laughs> yeah like 30 or 31 and just like pass me the cane yeah like yeah seriously but no i couldn't <laughs> find his age anywhere or his name all right of course madame Bitchface disapproved of her daughter marrying uh Penniless lawyer quoted by her mother and forbid them from seeing each other. Sadly, in eighteen eighty five, her love the lawyer passed away unexpectedly.
0: Old age, man. Yeah, I'd blame Madame Bitchface.
1: <laughs> but yeah, or old age. He could have just been 30 and been like, that's it, this that's is it. my time. I'm dead. Right? <laughs> After a time, friends and family members started to question whatever happened to Blanche days weeks months would go by and no sign of blanche her mother whom i have affectionately nicknamed madame bitchface told everyone that blanche had moved to scotland to attend boarding school and then eventually she just altogether died she's dropped dead that's it she was drop dead gorgeous she was fucking hot everyone began mourning her death however neighbors would later admit to police that they heard screaming coming from the attic in the Monnier mansion, and no one said a damn thing about it. Fast forward 25 years later to May 23rd, 1901. Police receive an anonymous letter stating the following, quote, Monsieur Attorney General, I have the honor to inform you... Honor, okay. <laughs> to inform you, I always found that strange. I know. <laughs> okay, I Even, feel so honored. So honored. I sent you a letter, right? I wonder if maybe it was like the translation from French to English, maybe, maybe, because that wouldn't really make any sense. But with that said, this is a Victorian aristocracy, sort of, yeah. so
0: it's probably what they said. Then until someone went, this is stupid. Yeah,
1: until someone's <laughs> like, shut the fuck up! That sounds ridiculous, dumbass. Right? Total dumbasses. <laughs> I have the honor to inform you of an exceptionally serious occurrence. I speak of a spinster who was locked up in Madame Monnier's house, half-starved and living on a putrid litter for the past 25 years, in a word, in her own filth. Mm. End quote. When police first began searching the house, they couldn't find anything, but then a police officer pointed out the horrific smell coming from the attic, and they decided to investigate that further. The attic door was boarded up and locked. They broke it open, and there was Blanche. Weighing barely 55 pounds and surrounded by feces, rotten and crusted food, filth, oyster shell bugs, and other varieties of bugs were crawling all over the place and like across her and her bed and stuff like that. Oyster shell bugs. I'm looking that up. Oh, I know. I did too. And I was like, "Ugh." Yeah, I'm curious now. Oh, it's gross. She was rescued by police the same day they received the letter regarding her captivity. The police broke the boarded up windows open and it was the first time she had seen sunlight in 25 years. A police report reads as follows, quote, The unfortunate woman was lying completely naked on a rotten straw mattress. All around her was formed a sort of crust made from excrement, fragments of meat, vegetables, fish, and rotten bread. We also saw oyster shells and bugs running across Mademoiselle Monnier's bed. The air was so unbreathable, the odor given off by the room was so rank, that it was impossible for us to stay any longer to proceed with our in- investigation, end quote. Jeez. Yeah. Officers scooped her up and brought her to the hospital. Doctors were worried that Blanche was going to die because she was so malnourished and just an absolute skeleton. Like, she's barely 55 pounds. That's, That's insane. So
0: scary. What the fuck? It's... She was literally bone and skin, I think. Yeah. That way? Oh, yeah. I'll oh. show you
1: a picture of her. Like, there was nothing to her. Poor thing. She was bone, skin, and hair. Like, and the longest fucking hair. What's
0: wrong with people?
1: I know, Madame Bitch Face. Yeah. Fucking bitch. Yeah. They immediately began bathing her and feeding her. She was very grateful for her care and told the staff how nice it was to have fresh air and sunlight again and to be clean and eating. However, Blanche was also severely mentally traumatized and not stable due to what she, she endured she had also been away from sunlight for so long that she had to reacclimate herself to light louise and marcel were arrested immediately and in true narcissistic fashion they basically gaslighted police and by default blanche as well they told officers that she had free will to leave whenever she wanted to but she wanted to remain in the attic that yeah, sounds sounds about right right their staff around the mansion knew what was going on but were terrified to say anything and experience Madame Monnier's wrath, as well as neighbors who could hear screaming from the attic. This news immediately became the talk of France. The newspaper dubbed her La Sequestre de la Poitiers, which basically means being removed. Believe it or not, Louise fell ill and died 15 days after her daughter's rescue. Hmm. That fucking cunt got away so easy. Yeah and it makes me so mad yeah
0: i can't handle people that commit suicide after they've that yeah bitch. like no suffer
1: oh no, she didn't commit suicide though oh. she got sick she, oh well, she fell ill and then died 15 days later that sucks oh yeah she's still fucking coward yeah what you couldn't fight off that tuberculosis right <laughs> you couldn't fight off those chicken pox well fuck her right mm-hmm. and tuberculosis yeah totally and chicken pox. <laughs> and chicken pox. i had horrendous chicken pox. alicia and i both did we mine had the, too. we yeah we had the worst case of chicken pox our doctor had ever seen we had chicken pox up our nostrils in our ears in our mouth everywhere
0: it's worse when you're an six. adult it can yes. kill you oh, it's yeah. a lot worse when you're an adult oh so. for
1: sure i was about yeah.
0: seven six or seven when i yeah i think i was mine. the same
1: i think it was yeah. about five or six yeah josh yeah. caught him
0: when he was a year old
1: Oh shit! Yep. Holy crap! That's really little.
0: Yeah, and it was from his daycare. Yeah, but they didn't know. Yeah, like totally. the woman didn't know her yeah. sister caught chicken pox. Yeah, and then she called me one day and she's like, "Don't bring Josh tomorrow." And she's like, "I'm so sorry, but Anna has chicken pox." Yeah, and I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" And then sure enough. The next day, he started showing symptoms. He got so sick. He had the highest fever.
1: Oh, poor and baby! And trying
0: to explain to a baby not to scratch, he he did so well, poor thing. And oh, it just broke my heart because they only understand so much. Yeah, He, totally. he was Yeah, he only he knew he wasn't feeling well, and yeah, he had it pretty bad. But that was young. Yeah, that I was, was really sad young. when he got it so young. Oof. At least he doesn't remember
1: it. Totally. <laughs> so that's good. Poor thing. Yeah. Marcel was on trial for 15 months imprisonment for doing nothing because he did nothing to save his sister, but he was only on trial for a 15 month sentence, Mm, which is outrageous. Bullshit. Total fucking bullshit. However, he was deemed mentally incapacitated, whatever the hell that means. The judge heavily criticized Marcel. However, the duty to rescue was non-existent in the penal code at that time. Blanche was taken to a psychiatric hospital in Blois, France. She struggled with anorexia, schizophrenia, exhibitionism, and carpophilia. Blanche passed away at this hospital on October 13th, 1913 at the age of 64. Unfortunately, she was in a state of obscurity and had absolutely no justice for what was done to her. So did she stay in the hospital her whole life? Ugh. The government didn't know what to do with her. She couldn't live by herself. No, she was so mentally fucked up from what happened to her. Poor thing. She was put in home. Ugh. She was 27 when her mom locked her up, and then 25 years later, she's she was in her early 50s. So she was how old? 60. She died at 64. I'm impressed. Everyone was dead by the time they turned 30. I know. As she lived till she was fucking 64, man.
0: Poor her i I would not
1: have wanted to live that long oh fuck being that that sick i know right she was so fucked up poor thing so i think it's safe to say that between this story and the lululemon story that diana shared a couple episodes ago if you hear fucking screaming don't be a
0: douche call the
1: police exactly (laughs) call the fucking police
0: the worst case scenario someone was fucking real hard Right. And they call the police and, you know, whoops. But, or someone's getting murdered.
1: Someone's getting murdered or someone's being held prisoner in a fucking addict yeah. with no sunlight and yeah. bugs and rotten food. Ugh. Call the fucking police. Yep. It's better to, to do that. Yes. Than do nothing. Because you don't know. You don't know. Shame on anyone. And this is coming from somebody who doesn't even trust the police. Shame on you if you don't do something. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Something. Yeah. The worst case scenario even if the police are idiots yeah they remove that person from the situation exactly then they're in the hospital or wherever exactly so at least they're being removed from that shitty situation
1: yeah totally so that is the tragic story of blanche monnier and her 25 year imprisonment poor thing i know have you heard of it before i have not okay i was wondering if you had i started panicking
0: when you started talking about what your story was about oh really because mine is very
1: similar oh really? <laughs> oh my god i've I, been waiting for the day where we write the same fucking
0: story i was like don't don't fucking tell me when you started citing your your triggers and shit i was like no no but luckily it's not the same <laughs> story Fuck, that would have been, funny. I, would've would've been would've, so funny. I still would have. I still would have told it. Hell yeah! And that had a competition: who told it best? Yeah. Who told
1: it best? You get
0: nothing. You get a high five, <laughs> but still, <laughs> you get acknowledgement.
1: Anyway, <clears throat> fuck yeah.
0: Yeah, so my story is very similar.
1: Nice. Mm-hmm. Can I please go pee first? Go. Thank go you. I am about to pee my pants.
0: Let's not do that. I'll no. I'll actually go pee as well. Okay. We are back from our pee break. Yep and i just need to log back on to my computer so that i can tell you my story my sources are wikipedia AllThat'sInteresting.com. that's interesting.com my triggers are torture captivity psychological abuse physical abuse humiliation and murder my story today is about the torture and murder of 16 year old sylvia likens Sylvia was born on January 3rd of 1949. She had four siblings. Her parents were carnival workers and moved around a lot. Their marriage wasn't great, and they constantly struggled financially. The boys that they had traveled with them regularly so that they could help their parents out at their job. But they said that the girls had to stay with relatives as they were concerned about their safety and education. Hmm. So they often stayed with their grandmother. Hmm. As a teenager, Sylvia made money by babysitting, doing chores, and running errands for people. Her mom received a cut of what she made. I hate when parents do that. I
1: know, right? <laughs> like they are entitled to your money. Fuck somehow.
0: off. Yeah, I, I do not like when parents do that. Ah. Anyone that had met Sylvia described her as friendly and confident. Sylvia and her sister Jenny were living with her parents... In June of 1965, and on July 3rd, their mother was arrested for shoplifting and thrown into jail. At this point, their dad made arrangements for the girls to stay with a woman called Gertrude Baniszewski. Baniszewski, do you know that? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> she was the mother of two girls that she went to school with, but she had, like, a lot of kids. I actually lost count as I tell the story. Shit. I lost count how many kids this woman had, but two of them went to school with the two sisters. <laughs> the girls moved in the very next day so on july 4th their father trusted gertrude and she assured him that she would take care of them as if they were her own he paid her 20 dollars a week to watch over them with the understanding that he would come get them in november later that year yeah so i mean 20 bucks that's a lot for back then i back think then yeah right 10 bucks a kid every week gertrude took it easy on the girls the first few weeks that they were staying with her there was some abuse but it was very minimal Sylvia loved to sing pop music with one of her daughters, Stephanie. They were roughly about the same age. Mm-hmm. And she was happy to help with household chores. All four girls attended Sunday school where the pastor would praise Sylvia for her devotion to God. Sylvia's dad agreed to pay Gertrude that $20 a week, but he wasn't consistent with sending her the money. This pissed off Gertrude. By the way, what kind of name is that?
1: Gertrude. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, it's not okay.
0: <laughs>
1: it's awful. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. It makes me want to clear my throat every time I say it. So anyway, so this pissed her off, and she decided to take out her anger on the girls. She would beat their naked butts with a wooden paddle, and with <sighs> other objects. That's awful. She would tell them all the time quote well i took care of you two little bitches for a week for nothing end quote
1: oh that is oh uh, i cannot handle child abuse no neither can i Fuck.
0: yeah neither can i oh that probably should have been one of my triggers Yeah. Oh, yeah sorry That's, child abuse yeah. is a trigger in late august both sisters were beat about 15 times on the back with the wooden paddle after paula one of gertrude's daughters told her mom that the sisters ate too much at the church supper by mid-august gertrude mainly focused her abuse on sylvia because she was jealous of her youth and looks jealous of a fucking child what the fuck yeah sylvia took this abuse when she came home from school and on the weekends so it was all the time gertrude would beat her and starve her she forced sylvia to eat leftovers or food that had gone bad right out of the garbage can In late August, Sylvia was humiliated when she said that she had a boyfriend in Long Beach. She had met him in the spring when her family was living in California. Gertrude asked her if she had ever done anything with a boy and she responded with, I guess so, not really understanding what Gertrude meant. She said she went skating with the boys and would go to the park with them sometimes. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what she was thinking. Like, did you do anything with boys? Yeah, yeah. She had once laid under the covers with her boyfriend. And, and did nothing else. They literally they just laid down beside each other. And Gertrude asked her why she did that. And Sylvia said, I don't know. <laughs> a few days later, Gertrude brought up. I don't know. I don't know. Just cold <laughs> comfortable. It's nice under the covers. I don't know.
1: All the above. All the
0: above. A few days later, Gertrude brought up her boyfriend and told her, quote, you're certainly getting a big stomach, Sylvia. It looks like you're going to have a baby. End quote. Sylvia played along as she thought Gertrude was joking. With her and said, quote, "Yeah, it sure is getting big. I'm just going to have to go on a diet." End quote Gertrude told all the girls, "Anytime you do anything with boys, you're getting pregnant." She then went ahead and kicked Sylvia in the crotch. <laughs> 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 I've been so awful for the delivery. <laughs>
1: I know you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> what? That crazy bitch! Right? Fuck you too. Hey, Josh. <laughs> they <bitches." laughs>
0: just fucking kicked her in, in the
1: crotch. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Oh,
0: I knew that would catch you off guard. <gasps> oh,
1: that caught me. So off guard. Thank <laughs> you for doing that welcome i love that i can deliver it like you're <laughs> so good at it sorry
0: go ahead yes, i know i've done that to you so many times i'm good at delivering it so and then you don't expect it <laughs> which is makes it better oh,
1: anyway. well my brain finally caught up i was like <laughs> i'm sorry what what, what? <laughs> oh, that shit find me again
0: oh fuck
1: <laughs> just Boof! <laughs> she kicks her right in the badge. <laughs> this is Sponta! right? Stupid wow, bitch. <laughs> bitch. Anyway, fuck you and your vagina. <laughs> Smack. <laughs> so, oh god. Anyways,
0: her daughter Paula was three months pregnant and was also extremely jealous of Sylvia's looks, and also attacked Sylvia. She pushed her off a chair onto the kitchen floor, yelling. Quote, you ain't fit to sit in a chair, end quote. What? One night, Gertrude, Paula, and a neighborhood kid named Randy force-fed Sylvia a hot dog overloaded with mustard, ketchup, and spices, and she vomited that up immediately. She was then forced to eat the food that she had thrown up.
1: Oh, God.
0: Yeah. What the fuck? I know, right? To get back at the family, Sylvia started a rumor at school that one of Gertrude's daughters was a prostitute. And she was accused of being a prostitute herself. So that's why she did it. A boy at their school jokingly made sexual advances to Stephanie and told her that Sylvia started that rumor about her. Stephanie asked Sylvia if she started this rumor and she was honest and admitted that she had. Stephanie punched her for starting the rumor. Sylvia started crying, apologizing for what she had done. And Stephanie also started crying. When Stephanie's boyfriend heard the rumor, He attacked Sylvia, slapped her, banged her head against the wall, and flipped her backwards onto the floor.
1: Jesus.
0: Then Gertrude found out. She beat her with the wooden paddle again. On another occasion, Paula beat Sylvia's face, eyes, and teeth so hard that she broke her own wrist.
1: What the fuck?
0: Yeah. The apple doesn't fall far from the fucking crazy tree. No kidding. (laughs) She then beat her with the cast she received for her broken wrist. Yep. Gertrude called her a prostitute and told her she was filthy. Gertrude forced Jenny, Sylvia's sister, to beat Sylvia, and if she refused, she basically got beaten. A few boys from the neighborhood would go to the house to verbally and physically assault her. Gertrude and her daughters would join in. Gertrude encouraged them to beat her on a regular basis. They would use her as a practice dummy and practice violent judo moves, leaving her with cuts all over her body. They would burn her with lit cigarettes. They did this approximately a hundred times. They also severely injured her genitals. Gertrude would force Sylvia to strip naked in the living room and masturbate with a glass Pepsi bottle while her and the neighborhood boys watched. Gertrude eventually banned Sylvia from going to school when she found out that she stole a gym suit from school as Gertrude wouldn't buy it for her and she needed it Mm -hmm. for school. She beat Sylvia with a three-inch police belt. She then started telling her that sex is evil before marriage and repeatedly kicked her in the crotch. Jesus Christ. Says the woman with a daughter that's three months pregnant, probably more at this point, right? And isn't married. Yeah. Why isn't she getting kicked in the vagina? Why is not nobody kicking her? <laughs> roundhouse kicking her in the crotch. Yeah. Someone needs to fucking roundhouse kick her in the vagina. <laughs> Anyways, bitch. <laughs> bitch yeah her daughter stephanie <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let me just throw that in there. Just sprinkle that in bitch mm-hmm.
0: i meant every well the word, <laughs> the say word. Say every word yeah, it was one word i meant it okay you meant it her daughter stephanie came to sylvia's defense yelling at her mom that sylvia didn't do anything that she is not a prostitute gertrude burned her fingertips with matches Ugh. and continued to whip her that's so brutal a few days later gertrude repeatedly whipped jenny with the police belt
1: jesus yeah
0: the sisters were so afraid of telling their family or any adults at their school about the abuse because they feared that the abuse would just get worse yeah and it would have yeah gertrude warned jenny that if she told anybody about the abuse she would start beating her like she did with sylvia The neighborhood girls bullied jenny and beat her when she would suggest that sylvia was being abused she tried to tell people and she got beat the girl's parents would visit the girls when they could afford to go they made trips to see them in july august and the very last trip was on october 5th the girls behaved while the parents were there and didn't say anything to the parents and acted happy as gertrude and her daughters were also present when they were visiting after that last visit, Gertrude said to Sylvia, quote, What are you gonna do now, Sylvia? Now they're gone. Question mark end quote.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Question mark.
0: Question mark. We tell the Sylvia
1: text a lot.
0: We do. <laughs> right? I do that all the time when I'm talking to someone. I'm like, period. And I was like, oh shit. I was
1: just thinking the same (laughs) thing. I do the same fucking thing.
0: It's so funny. I went to the store, period. Yeah. How many people just fucking laugh? And I'm like, well, I'm a dumbass. But it's (laughs) voice text is so common. Yeah. I do it all the time. It's really funny.
1: I did it once years ago. I was sending a video to Shelby and I think I said, comma. And then I just died. I remember that. Yeah, it was so funny. (laughs) Anyways. Anyways. (laughs) Anyway. Anyways
0: one day in september the girls ran into their older sister diana at a local park and told her about the abuse but never told her the address of where they were staying diana thought her sisters were exaggerating the abuse a few weeks prior to that they had actually ran into her at the same park but they were accompanied by gertrude's youngest daughter marie sylvia said she was hungry so diana gave her sister a fucking sandwich Mm-hmm. marie told her mom about this and she accused sylvia of being gluttonous then gertrude and paula choked and severely beat her then they forced her into a searing hot bath to quote cleanse her of sin end quote while gertrude grabbed sylvia by the hair and repeatedly banged her head against the bathtub Jesus to bring her back Any anytime the poor thing passed out
1: what the fuck
0: yeah shortly after they did this to her the father of one of the neighborhood boys called the school and anonymously reported that there was a girl living in the house with open sores all over her body a school nurse went to the house to see if this tip was valid Mm -hmm. if it was real at this point sylvia was out of school for a few days gertrude told the nurse that sylvia had run away the week before that she is out of control and the open sores were a result of Sylvia refusing to keep up her personal hygiene. She also said that Sylvia was a very bad influence on her daughters and her own sister. The nurse left and the school dropped it. They did nothing. Nothing. I, I can't believe they just dropped it.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Like
0: she's covered in fucking welts, open sores.
1: Oh, and bruises and stuff. Yeah. like. Just dropped
0: it gertrude's next door neighbors raymond and phyllis said they initially thought that gertrude was a great caregiver for the girls when they arrived they visited the house twice while the sisters were living there and noticed paula abusing sylvia and that she had a black eye and gertrude openly admitted while laughing that she was mistreating the girls they visited another time and said that sylvia was very withdrawn and somewhat zombified they never reported the abuse to the police. Diana found out where the sisters were living and went by the house. Gertrude would not let her come in and see her sisters and told her that her parents gave her full permission to reviews any visitors and demanded that she get off her fucking property. Two weeks later, Diana ran into Jenny and asked her what was going on and how was Sylvia. Jenny said, quote, I can't tell you or I'll get in trouble. End quote. Due to all the beatings, torture and abuse, Sylvia became incontinent. Oh, they didn't let her use the bathroom and was forced to just pee her pants. Ugh. On October 6th, Gertrude was fed up with her incontinence. So she decided to tie Sylvia up in the basement naked while she starved her and very rarely gave her water. On occasion, she was tied to the railing of the basement stairs with her feet barely touching the ground.
1: What? Yeah.
0: Just a few weeks prior to, to being thrown down in the basement. Gertrude increased the abuse and torture on poor Sylvia. She one time held a knife to Sylvia and challenged her to, quote, fight me back, end quote. Sylvia just responded with, I don't know how to fight. So Gertrude slashed her knee. Oh. Sylvia got a break from these beatings when the family was upstairs watching TV. <clears throat> Gertrude charged the neighborhood kids five cents to go to the basement humiliate beat burn and mutilate her like she was a circus freak
1: that's brutal
0: yeah gertrude would get the neighborhood kids and her own daughters to help gag and put sylvia in boiling hot water and would rub salt in her wounds
1: <gasps> oh my god
0: On one occasion, Gertrude got her 12-year-old son to help her rub, get ready, urine and feces from her one-year-old son's diaper in her mouth. She then gave her a cup, half filled with water, and told her that was the only water for the rest of the day. On October 22nd, Gertrude's son tormented Sylvia by offering her a bowl of soup and told her to eat it with her fingers, and then he snapped it away from her. She was extremely malnourished, poor thing. Gertrude let Sylvia sleep upstairs again, but told her only if she doesn't pee herself. Unfortunately, the next morning, Gertrude found that she had peed herself, had peed the bed. As a punishment, she forced her to insert an empty glass Coke bottle in her vagina while all her kids watched. Then she took her back to the basement. This is one twisted fucking bitch.
1: This reminds me of Michelle Nodick. I know. As I
0: was writing it, I was yeah, like, holy this crap. This is fucking
1: Shelly. Yeah, this is Shelly. 100%. Yep. It's just a carbon copy
0: of yeah. her. And maybe that's where she learned it. Because maybe. this is like prior yeah. to that. <clears throat> maybe this is where she learned. Later that day, Gertrude yelled at Sylvia, ordering her into the kitchen. She told her to strip naked and said, quote, You have branded my daughters. Now I am going to brand you. End quote. She started carving... I'm a prostitute and proud of it on Sylvia's stomach with a hot needle. She got tired and couldn't finish the branding. So she got one of those neighborhood boys to finish for her while she went out grocery shopping with her sister. When the branding was done, she was forced back into the basement where they used an anchor bolt to burn the letter S under her left breast. Gertrude made fun of Sylvia and said that she would never be able to get married now with the branding on her stomach and asked her how she felt about it. And poor Sylvia just said, I guess you're right. I guess I'm never getting married. Later that night, Sylvia told her sister, quote, Jenny, I know you don't want me to die, but I'm going to die. I can feel it, end quote. The next morning, Gertrude forced Sylvia to write a letter to her parents telling them that she ran away from the house. And she wanted this letter to frame the local boys for abusing and mutilating her after she agreed to have sex with them. So the idea was she had sex with the boys and then they beat her. She wanted her son and Jenny to blindfold Sylvia and take her to the woods and leave her there to die. On October 25th, Sylvia tried to escape when she overheard Gertrude talking to one of her sons, explaining the plan that we're taking her to the fucking woods and she's going to die there. She tried to run out the door, but because of all her injuries and how weak she was, she couldn't move fast enough and Gertrude caught her. She forced crackers into Sylvia's mouth but she couldn't eat them due to being extremely dehydrated so she forced them down her fucking throat and beat her across the face with a curtain rod. Gertrude's son took the rod and hit her one last time knocking her unconscious. When she came to she tried to alert the neighbors by screaming for help as loud as she could and hitting and banging on the walls with a garden tool. A neighbor heard her And later told the police that she heard something coming from the basement, but the noise stopped around 3 a.m. and decided not to call the police. There's another fucking person. Lots of dumb people that failed this poor girl. They all failed her. They all failed this poor child. The next morning, Sylvia couldn't speak or move her limbs. Gertrude moved her to the kitchen and propped her up against her back, like against the wall, so that she could force feed her a donut with some milk. When she couldn't drink the milk, she threw it to the ground and dragged her back to the basement. It pissed her off. Not long after, she became delirious and was repeatedly moaning and mumbling. Paula was tormenting this poor girl and threatened to drop kick her if she didn't stand up. Poor thing pooped herself. She defecated on herself. A bunch of the assholes that were paying and torturing her were in the basement watching her try to eat a rotten pear. And that's when she realized that her teeth were loose. Gertrude's son brought in a garden hose and hosed Sylvia down to clean her. She tried to make a run for it, but collapsed again, and Gertrude stomped on her head. Around 5:30, one of the neighborhood boys went to the basement and slipped on the water from the hose. Stephanie, so Gertrude's daughter, was cuddling Sylvia while crying. Her and this neighborhood boy decided to give her a warm bath and dress her in clean clothes. They laid her down on a mattress in one of the rooms and Sylvia said, quote, I wish daddy was here, end quote. Oh. Yeah. Stephanie then realized that Sylvia was not breathing and attempted to perform CPR while Gertrude yelled to all the kids in the house that Sylvia was pretending to be dead. She started beating her with a book yelling, quote, faker, faker, end quote. And that's when she realized that she was dead and she started to fucking panic. She instructed one of her sons to go to a payphone and call the police the police got to the house at around 630 and Gertrude led them to the room where she was lying dead. Gertrude then gave them the letter that she forced Sylvia to write. Paula, the pregnant bitch, held a Bible and said to everyone, quote, this was meant to happen, end quote. Then she looked at her sister Jenny and said if she wanted to live with them, they would treat her like a sister and treat her well. Jenny whispered to the police, quote, you get me out of here and I'll tell you everything, end quote. Police arrested Gertrude, her two daughters, and one of her sons with suspicion of murder a few hours later. Two of the neighborhood boys were also arrested. Gertrude denied any involvement in her death, but did change her tune on October 27th, where she confessed to having known the kids, particularly her daughter, Paula, and one of the neighborhood boys did a lot of the beating. She admitted forcing her to sleep in the basement three different times because she kept wetting the bed. Paula showed no remorse, signed a statement admitting to beating her with the police belt, that she broke her wrist while beating her, and that she inflicted brutal torture on this poor girl. Five more neighborhood kids were arrested by October 29th. Her autopsy revealed that she suffered over 150 separate wounds. She was covered in burns, bruises, you name it. She suffered muscle and nerve damage. Her vagina cavity was almost swollen shut. Her fingernails were broken backwards, like peeled backwards. The skin on her face, breasts, neck, and right knee were peeled back. At some point, she had bitten through her lips, partially severing sections of her lips. Gertrude, along with two of her three kids, were charged with first-degree murder. They were all charged with repeatedly beating, kicking, and causing other fatal injuries to Sylvia. Unbelievable. This bitch, Gertrude, got it easy and died of lung cancer on June 16th of 1990. She was 61. I'm not going to get into all of the pearl shit because I could literally talk for... I could have written for another three pages. It angered me to read it all. Right. They were all eventually released on parole. What? Some of them served less than two years in prison. Are you
1: fucking kidding me?
0: Nope.
1: What the fuck?
0: Sylvia's death is credited with the adoption of Indiana's mandated reporter law and with an increased understanding of the investigation and recognition of abuse. The law states that should a member of the public suspect a child is suffering abuse or neglect, the s- citizen suspecting this abuse has a legal obligation to report the abuse to authorities. On October 26th of 2015, numerous indianapolis citizens including diana gathered in lebanon indiana to honor sylvia to reflect upon her life upon the 15th year anniversary of her death and to honor all children who lost their lives to child abuse at this memorial service diana informed those present that sylvia's legacy quote must always be remembered sylvia's tragic murder and abuse must always be remembered end quote The Sylvia's Child Advocacy Centre is officially dedicated to the memory of Sylvia. It was founded in 2010 in Lebanon, Indiana, and initially named the Boone County Child Advocacy Centre. It's a not-for-profit organisation, but was renamed in her honour in 2016, with the executive director stating, quote, the most important thing we can do for those kids that are hurt is tell them that we are listening. This was something that no one did for that poor girl.
1: Yeah.
0: I am mad that nurse and the school didn't get charged.
1: I know. Right. Just completely dismissing. Just dismissed it. All of the physical abuse. All of it.
0: It's bullshit. So a lot of people failed her. Yeah. Her family is thankful though. It doesn't have to be that way anymore. She did not die in vain. She died a horrific death. But because of that, we're hoping that another child can be saved. Yeah, The Child Advocacy Center was formed with the objective to assist child victims of abuse and neglect to minimize the ongoing traumatic effects experienced as a result of their ordeal and to undertake a relentless pursuit to prevent child abuse. Professionals at Sylvia's Child Advocacy Centre work with both law enforcement and the local Department of Child Services. Staff also conduct forensic interviews and provide assistance with legal procedures, as well as mental and medical health referrals. There is a movie about her life and murder from 2007 called An American Crime, and I would love to watch it.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: This poor girl died at the age of 16
1: unbelievable
0: that's my fucked up story
1: well done diana thank you very good job that is heartbreaking yeah
0: i almost like i I almost want to cry right now i'm like
1: i can tell you're choking up
0: yeah it was hard writing this
1: (laughs) i can imagine
0: i'm so mad that so many people failed this poor girl
1: yeah nobody listened nobody paid attention
0: no nobody cared no so mad
1: totally you did a great job writing it thank you yeah god damn it can you pass me a tissue <laughs> yes but. you helped shed light on her whoa her life and everything and you did wonderful thank you you're
0: welcome, you're welcome. yeah that was hard that was hard to write
1: <laughs> i can imagine
0: i'm uh surprised i kept it together till the end yeah <laughs> yeah there was a few times i was crying while i was writing it because i'm just like fuck this poor child yeah and other children that have to go through this bullshit Fuck. Fuck all of you that failed her. Yeah. And fuck all of you that fail other people. Yep. Okay, enough tears. Fuck. Okay. You're good. Oh, right. We're on camera. So people get to see me cry. I forgot about that. Yay. (laughs) Fuck. Poor child. Right. I can't get over that twisted bitch getting her kids involved and the fact that she was bringing in the neighborhood kids and charging them to beat her. Like, what the fuck? And then she tried to pin it on them by having her write that letter yeah psycho bitch yeah
1: yeah she got the easy way out oh god did she ever Uh uh-huh
0: and they all did because they were all released on bail
1: yeah like what the fuck and like some of them were less than two years you said yeah
0: some of them served less than two years
1: that's insane yeah and
0: this all happened i okay what was it they they went to her yeah her mother was arrested on july 3rd so they were there from july 4th until october so she wasn't there very long while she was suffering this abuse yeah i can't even imagine man i really can't it's a load of shit
1: it is a load of shit
0: anyway anyway sorry Sorry guys that was heavy i know
1: it's all good it's we run a murder podcast dude yeah we are it's part and parcel fuck fucking bitches yep fucking bitches yep
0: hmm There's a lot of bitches in this world. Yep. Fuck y'all, y'all.
1: Fuck all y'all. <laughs> Fuck all the way off.
0: <sighs> yes. Well.
1: It has been a swell episode. hmm My first time doing the video recording
0: yes it's fun i think it's fun fun. right
1: it's fun and they get to finally see us and like actually see our quirkiness yes rather than just hearing it yeah sometimes when i'm listening to our episodes and i hear myself like just also because i fucking hate my voice (laughs) when i hear myself in some circumstances i'm like good god i sound so fucking annoying and i'm thinking like they need to see my face and stuff as i'm sounding this fucking annoying
0: because then then they might might understand yeah i was
1: just gonna say then it might make more sense (laughs) and be less annoying if they got to actually see how i'm reacting but the other thing
0: too we're immortalizing ourselves yeah which is really cool
1: yeah just saying totally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. yep it's cool it is anyways guys that's that that's that
0: our social media like i mentioned earlier i started youtube i only have two episodes there right now but i will slowly be updating all of them or yeah uploading we, we, them because we be. God, yes i, I want to help sure. yeah, we will i be. will show you what you need to do yes
1: yes we will be doing it yeah
0: and instagram <laughs> yeah my ride or die podcast our email address is my ride or die podcast at gmail.com facebook is the same i really don't necessarily post on all that oh tiktok yes i forgot we've started using tiktok we have and it's my ride or die
1: yeah
0: podcast yeah so check us out. We started using TikTok because yeah. what the fuck? Why not? It's not all about Why murder. Was that? I said it's not all about murder. I posted a video of my cat. <laughs>
1: yeah, fucking people. You know they, they love all that shit that we talk about, right? It's not yeah. just the murder. It's it's our animals and all the bullshit in between. Totally. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, check us out.
0: We never say this, but please tell people about us yes. if they like us. totally spread the good word like subscribe all of that just because it helps us and click that like button yeah
1: it feels weird to be saying that now
0: i know only if you like us obviously (laughs) (laughs) or if you don't just fucking click the like button right
1: you're allowed to be wrong do it you are you don't like us. definitely are allowed to be wrong wrong.
0: there's lots of people that are wrong in this world Yeah. so many totally so yes please like subscribe and share i'm super happy that our listener ship keeps growing yeah it's insane it is every time i look I know, every same. day yeah every day it, it's, it's growing kind of awesome it's very kind of awesome it's very kind of awesome yeah but yeah that's it guys i hope you guys have a wonderful night don't be like these bitches that we talked about tonight fucking bitches don't be a bitch <laughs> yeah don't be a bitch i mean it's pretty simple it's pretty fucking it's simple it's pretty straightforward yep yep good night bitches Bye. Bye.